welcome to the Natural Health 365 podcast, natural solutions for everyday problems. Are you looking for natural health solutions? Visit naturalhealth365.com for a free subscription to our newsletter, free shows, plus some great gifts. And now, here's your host, Jonathan Landsman. All right, thank you for joining us. Our show today, how to lose unwanted fat in a healthy way. In July 2018, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reported that 8 out of 10 Americans have diabetes or prediabetes, the combination of diabetes and obesity that some say is 19% more deadly than cancer. Today, our special guest takes that number quite personally. You see, his own grandfather died from complications of diabetes, So he is dedicating his life to helping people to lose weight, reduce inflammation, and heal their metabolism permanently. He's collaborated with top scientists for more than 15 years to analyze and apply over 1,300 studies, which has led to more than 27,000 people achieving life-changing results with this program of his. His work has been endorsed by top doctors and scientists from Harvard Medical School, John Hopkins, the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, and UCLA. Please join me in welcoming Jonathan Baylor to our show. Hey, Jonathan, great name. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. Jonathan, let's just jump right into it. You know, I know you have your book that you wrote here. It's right next to me, The Set Point Diet. What exactly is a set point? Your set point is if you've ever had that feeling where no matter how hard you try to diet or starve yourself or if you try these sort of fad diets or if you try to do a tremendous amount of cardiovascular exercise, that no matter what you do, it's like your body has a mind of its own and is fighting to keep you uh, between like a 15-pound range, which might be a little bit higher than you want. You're not imagining things. You're not crazy, and you're definitely not lazy. This is a scientifically proven fact known as your set point. Again, it's a range of about 15 pounds that your body metaphorically thinks you should weigh, and we'll get into what that actually means. And your body is going to do everything it can to keep you in that range, no matter how hard you try to diet, no matter how much exercise you try to do. So the key is to lower that set point weight rather than fighting against it. Right. So that's what I want to say, too, is uh, I'd like to get your feedback in terms of set point. It's not like someone is stuck with wherever their set point is now. They can actually recalibrate things, if you will, right? That's exactly right. And one way to think about that is we've all, not all of us, a lot of us have seen our set point change already. We know it can change because it's gone up. If we look at the way our body works, specific to our body composition in terms of fat tissue versus muscle tissue. And we imagine back to when we were like between 18 and 22. We can think about that's most people's ideal set point weight. And then we notice as the years go on, different things happen. For example, maybe we have a baby or we go through andropause or menopause or we go on SSRI medication or we go on insulin treatment or any of these things or just a few decades pass. Our set point changes. Our body doesn't work the same. We can't eat 
the same way we ate when we were 18 and expect the same results. So we know the set point weight can change. It can go up. A lot of us have proven that to ourselves. But what's so exciting and what we cover in this new book, The Set Point Diet, is the new research and new protocols for reducing inflammation in your brain, healing your gut and rebalancing your hormones, and causing that set point to come back down and get your body working for you to burn calories rather than against you to store them as excess body fat. Jonathan, I want you to address this because a lot of people in my audience, you know, that listen to these shows and go to Natural Health 365, they love reading about natural solutions that could apply to them. And I know that a lot of people have heard about people who write books. You know, there are so many diet books on the market. I know you just described a little bit about what your book outlines, but just answer that person out there that just says, oh, it's just another diet book, you know, big deal. What would you say to them? Well, first and foremost, the word diet being in the title of my book and in full transparency is a function of what publishers need in order to get books on bookshelves. So you got to put diet in the title. Now, if if you actually uh, get a chance to read the book, you'll see that it is not anything like a traditional diet book. In essence, it's the opposite of a diet book because what a diet is, is a temporary thing you do to essentially try to force your body to make a temporary change. So you eat nothing but fat, the keto diet, I'm oversimplifying, for you know, 90% of your calories come from fat and you do that for a short period of time to temporarily lose weight. That's a quote unquote diet. What we cover in this book is the research and lifestyle changes you can make that are simple and easy. And again, it's not a temporary thing that's fighting against your body. It's not like a new technique that will allow you to hold your breath longer because you can't hold your breath forever period. The body will win out. You can't not go to the bathroom forever. The body will win out. So any of these unnatural temporary diets, eventually the body is going to win out and it's going to push you back to the way of eating and living that caused the problem in the first place because they're not seeking to heal the underlying causes of weight gain and diabetes naturally. What this protocol does is exactly that. We are going to show you the foods to eat, the substitutions to make in your diet, the physical movement, the psychological changes, the things around gratitude and relationship and sleep, all these areas of your life to, again, not fight your body, but literally, we could put you in a functional magnetic resonance imaging machine, an fMRI machine, and show you changes that are happening in your brain. We could do a blood test and show you changes that are happening in hormones, and we could take a stool sample, and that was probably the least pleasant to look at, but we could do that and show you changes that have happened in your gut microbiome, so you have fundamentally changed and healed these three key aspects of your body, and you will never need to diet because your beautiful, inherently brilliant body will automatically balance calories in and calories out as it did for every human who ever lived prior to us even knowing what a calorie was. Yeah, I already love your message, Jonathan, because, you know, there's such sensibility to it. I know you use the term sane, S-A-N-E, but, you know, it's just it's amazing to me. What I'm getting at is I still see to this day before we get into 
the whole concept of diabetes, which absolutely is affecting millions of people. I just wanted to make the comment and get your feedback about how when you turn on the TV or magazines or books, a lot of diet books, still trying to teach people a dumbed down version of how you're going to, quote unquote, change your body and change your life, right? Just cut down on calories and move more. It's such a simple formula. What's the matter with you? And it's such an oversimplified, dumbed down message that I don't think really does service to people and really, honestly, really doesn't respect how intelligent I think most people are. It's really kind of just talking to the lowest common denominator. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and frankly, it's absurd. So let me, let me give you just a little anecdote here, and I know not everyone watches sports. You don't have to watch sports for this to make sense, but imagine that a sporting event happened. Let's, let's pick American football, and let's say it was the Super Bowl, because most people know American football, there's this thing called the Super Bowl. And let's say the team that lost, they're having a press conference afterwards, and the head coach is there talking, and they say to the coach, like, oh, my gosh, coach, what happened you guys lost. What's your plan for improving in the future? And the head coach said, well, the reason we lost is the other team scored more points than us. And the plan for us to win in the future is to score more points. We would all laugh and say that coach is crazy because that's not helpful at all. But if you go to many traditional doctors and ask them about your weight, they'll say, well, you're just eating too much, and you need to eat less, which is not in any way, shape, or form helpful. The question is, why are you driven to eat more than you need to eat? Or why is your body taking what you are eating and storing it as fat, just like you wouldn't go to a psychiatrist with clinical depression and expect the psychiatrist to say, well, you just need to smile more and frown less. That's not helpful. We need to look at the underlying causes of weight gain and diabetes and treat this as the severe medical issue it is. Wow, you just hit a nerve with me when you talked about psychiatry and psychology. Yeah, everybody walks in and they don't feel well. Okay, let's talk about it. And that's about it. Or, hey, that's not working. Let's take some pills and that'll make you feel more, quote unquote, stable in your mood. And nobody's talking about the gut. Nobody's talking about the food that they eat their emotions, their mental framework, how they respond to things. None of that is really addressed that well. But physically speaking, they're certainly not talking to people enough about how their gut is messed up physically by physically the food they're eating and how that's affecting their emotions. And the other way around, which you've already referred to, that someone's emotional state can actually affect their metabolism. This is really interesting stuff. Let's talk about, though, Jonathan, this term diabetes, because it is being thrown around quite a bit lately, last few years. Talk about what it is, okay? Quite simply, diabetes is the absolute worst medical crisis facing us today and arguably that has ever faced us in history because it is affecting at least... 91% of us. So either directly or someone we love is currently suffering with or has an undiagnosed case of diabetes or pre-diabetes. And that's when you're either diabetic, and I'm talking about type 2 or quote-unquote adult onset diabetes, the one that is affected by lifestyle changes, or pre-diabetes, 
while simultaneously being overweight or obese. And now this is so important. I think we should just stop using the term overweight or obese and definitely stop using the term fat or anything derogatory because what we're seeing in the research is that if you chronically struggle with your weight, you have a 90% chance of getting diabetes or prediabetes. And when you have prediabetes or diabetes and you're overweight or obese at the same time, you have diabetes and that's a really, really, really bad place to be. So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because when you understand the severity of a quote unquote weight problem, it's not about vanity. It's not about shedding a few pounds. It's not something like if you got a cancer diagnosis, you wouldn't go on the internet and be like, oh, I'm going to do this 21 you know, day quick fix to get rid of my cancer. You'd be like, holy moly, this is a severe medical issue that I need to get my family on board with these changes. I need to have a support system. Like my life is on the line. That's the sense of urgency that we need to treat this with because, frankly, there is no such thing as just being overweight. There is only being pre-diabetes or diabetes, and you deserve better than that tragic diagnosis. Yeah, that is something, what you just said at the end. I mean, another little scary thing in this culture of, oh, just let everyone be the way they are. And, you know, I get the idea behind that. It's great. Live and let live. But this idea of just really let's all accept and don't say anything else about like diabetes or why somebody might be overweight, but let's put them on magazines, let's glorify it, everything's going to be okay. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. Jonathan, in a nutshell, I had somebody cut my hair the other day. She's a very large woman, and she happened to be in a salon where there were a lot of other women that work next to her in other chairs, they all happen to eat a lot of plant-based food. She's the only one that eats, and she proudly says this, oh, I eat like a seven-year-old. And I joked back because she was smiling at me, and I said, well, that's great, because if you eat like a seven-year-old, that'll keep you young all the time. And she's laughing, and she talks over me, and she says, yeah, 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 I eat hot dogs, and I eat pizza, I eat, you know, all that stuff, ha, ha, ha. And I just sort of joked back and said, well, hey, if it's working for you, that's great. And then her voice got really low because there were other people there. And she leans in and says, yeah, but I don't really feel that good. So how weird is that an experience, right? I felt right when she said it like that. It's hard to describe now the day after. But I just felt so sad. I don't know if you know what I mean. But I just really felt bad for her. Here it is. She's wrapped up in this idea of, hey, I eat like a seven-year-old. I just have this and that, whatever. And I can't have that plant-based stuff. I can't eat salads or anything else like my girlfriends here at work do. I just like to eat this stuff. But I don't feel well. And it's like you just said, where's the urgency inside of her? Has anyone ever shook her and said, please, you're young you want a full, healthy life ahead of you. And she was really heavy, a sweet woman. But I don't think she has an ounce of urgency in her, but she's not surrounded, I don't think at all, with people that really said anything to her. You know what I mean? That's why I think it is so important to, for a couple of things. One, let's imagine that she was thin, but diabetic. 
if she was thin and diabetic, it's very likely that her brain, gut, and hormones would be in a similar diseased state as if she is not currently diabetic and overweight because what we're seeing is the same neurological inflammation, hormonal dysregulation, and gut dysbiosis in some people manifests first as the symptom, I'm using that word intentionally, of excessive body fat. And in some people, it manifests as the symptom of diabetes or prediabetes. And now nobody would say, I celebrate the fact that I have diabetes. They also wouldn't say, I hate myself as a person because I have diabetes. And it's really important because right now we're living in a culture where there's this bipolar approach to weight where it's saying, I celebrate the fact that I have 100 pounds of excess adipose tissue on my body versus I fundamentally hate myself and am degraded and am discriminated against in society because I have 100 pounds of excess fat on my body. We need to understand that having 100 excess pounds of fat on your body or being diabetic are essentially symptoms of your brain is on fire your hormones are dysregulated, your gut is in disarray, and if you don't take action, the people who love you are going to be robbed of you, and you and they deserve better than that. That is so well said. You know, I got to laugh here just for a moment. I'm in a brand new studio. People may not know this. We've moved over, and my equipment has changed over to a new spot, and now Jonathan is probably sitting over there going, wow, I hear this guy much better now. But anyway, I turned my knobs around, so hopefully, Jonathan, you can hear me better now. You sound great, and I hope that you know, everyone out there is, is hearing us because, again, I think you made a really strong point, which is, look, you don't love the fact that you have cancer, but you also fundamentally don't hate yourself because you have cancer. And I think we really need to understand that at the root of this message is a message of high quality. Like when you read the book, you will see that the fundamental distinction between this and a quote-unquote diet book is it's not about eating less. It's about eating more but higher quality food. It's about focusing on increasing the quality of your life, the quality of your relationships, the quality of the way you speak with yourself, the quality of your sleep, the quality of your food, because fundamentally you are a high-quality person. You deserve that, that young lady that you worked with in the salon. She deserves something higher quality than hot dogs. Hot dogs are not high quality. You don't go to a fancy French restaurant and get served hot dogs on a processed white bread, toxic, addictive bun. We deserve higher quality. Our bodies are brilliant temples, and you would never put toxic trash into something that you fundamentally knew was a beautiful miracle. And once you get that, once people understand that, then they will treat this with the urgency it deserves because they deserve better. Without a doubt, Jonathan, the little backstory on all of this is I made her sign up for the Natural Health 365 newsletter right there, right on my phone. I said, hey, punch your name in and your email address. That was great. I'm new to this area, so I just connected with her. And I'm going to just keep working on her and, you know, just talking to her and seeing where she's at, and if she's looking to make changes. I told her about a great place that I have lunch every day, and, you know, just basically be her friend. I love the attitude that you have, Jonathan. You're talking about 
people taking a different attitude about things within themselves. I deserve better. I don't want to go down this road anymore. I want to take better care of myself today for my future health. I think it's a great attitude. And just for a moment, Jonathan, maybe we could talk a little bit specifically about eating more that actually causes you to lose excess fat. How does that work? Talk to us about it with your research that you've done. This is the key distinction between food and calories. Because people just think in terms of calories and they say, well, if I eat 10,000 calories, how could I possibly lose weight? What we're talking about is we're taking a food first approach. So I guarantee you that if you eat, just as an example, two pounds of non-starchy vegetables per day, one, that's more food from a volume perspective than you've ever eaten. And two, if you just do that, literally just do that, your life and health and mood and cognitive function and sexual function will improve so dramatically, you will think it's a miracle. Now, you might say to yourself, well, how the hell am I going to do that? I don't want to eat two pounds of vegetables a day. But it's just a point, and that's not really in the book. We're not saying, hey, the book is about eating two pounds of vegetables. But it's a point of saying more food is not the same as stuffing yourself with more calories. So when I say eat more but smarter and your body will burn fat spontaneously, it's 100% true. When you eat non-starchy vegetables, nutrient-dense protein, whole food fats, and low fructose fruits in that order, in abundance, you will crowd out the low-quality processed foods, you will speed up your metabolism, you will heal inflammation in your brain, rebalance your hormones, heal your gut dysbiosis, you'll help to cultivate lean muscle tissue, and you'll restore your body's ability to burn body fat. And what will absolutely happen without a shadow of a doubt is you will eat a higher volume of food and you will have a lower volume of fat on your body without trying. It's good. I know that later on in just a moment, I should say, we're going to talk about something that might surprise a lot of people about exercise. I also want to bring up with you, Jonathan, as we close out a little bit more about this idea of, you know, loving myself slim. I guess that's really a message for those people out there, obviously, who want to lose some of the excess weight that they've been carrying around for just too long. But first, I just want to take a moment to tell everybody about a great nutritional supplement company creating some great quality products. The company is called Love by Nature, and they're available inside the Natural Health 365 store. Just as a full disclaimer, I'm directly involved in the development of this company and its products. And yes, I use all of these products on a regular basis. They're really that good. To learn more, you can visit our store naturalhealth365store.com. Okay, Jonathan, let's talk about an idea with exercise. I know most people are going to be ready. Oh, the two Jonathans, they're going to tell everybody, look, you just got to get on a bike. You got to get on the treadmill. You got to exercise every day. If you're not losing weight, you got to exercise harder. And, and I'm kidding, right? People are bracing because they're so indoctrinated into the concept of, oh, if I'm not getting results, I just have to do more exercise, right? I want you to talk about this idea of exercising less actually causes fat loss. How does that work? 
I love the example you just gave in terms of like, oh, I got to do more anger, aggressive. And just as a, I will answer the exercise question, but I think the following can change people's lives in a dramatic way. So I just want to say it real quick. If anyone ever portrays health as something that is misery inducing, run the other direction. Health by definition is joy. So if someone says, oh, well, you need to wake up at 3 a.m. and jog on pavement and then you know, eat nothing but celery and ignore your kids because you're spending so much time at the gym, blah, 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 run. The truth is the more high quality food you eat, moving your body in a reasonable way, sleeping more, having more sex, and being in loving communal relationships is the most enjoyable way to live ever, and it's also the healthiest way to live ever. So speaking specifically to exercise, when we're after lowering our set point, healing our hormones, reducing inflammation in our brain, and, and fixing gut dysbiosis, exercise is not about burning more calories. If your goal is to burn more calories during exercise, then yeah, run a marathon a day. But that is not the goal. The goal is healing those underlying conditions. And the way you do that is you think of exercise as two categories. One is just activity. This is being a person. This is walking, taking the stairs, standing, playing with your kids, your grandkids, your nieces and nephews in the grocery store, you know, parking further away and walking. That's great. The more of that you do, Tai Chi, yoga, Pilates, these restorative activities, the healthier you will be because of their tremendously positive hormonal impacts. Then there is another form of exercise, which is a very slow, safe, yet challenging form of resistance training known as eccentric exercise, which anyone at any age with any experience level can do either at home or at a gym that causes a tremendous hormonal change in your body, uh, specifically around things like insulin, cortisol, and your sex hormones that radically helps to lower your set point weight. And you don't need to do a lot of that because you can't do a lot of it because it's a little bit like medicine. The more potent the medicine is, the lower the dose you need. This form of exercise is very potent metaphorical medicine. Therefore, you don't need a lot of it. Okay, so with just a few minutes left, Jonathan, let's talk about another thing that I think is really worthwhile, right? And it's about how we can just love ourselves a little bit more to get more slim. What's that all about with you? The research here will change your life because the reality is that there is no food on the planet that is as fattening as the shame you might feel after you eat it or the guilt you may feel after you eat it or the self-hatred you may feel after you eat it. We are seeing in the research that the hormonal impact of self-loathing, of negative self-talk, of I ate a piece of birthday cake, now I'm a failure and I'm so bad, what that does to your sex hormones, what that does to your cortisol, what that does to your brain is literally, not figuratively, literally more fattening than the less than ideal food you ate. So in the book, we have a whole section of the book where we talk about the psychology of slim, meaning the way you perceive yourself, the way you perceive food, the way you perceive bumps in the road. This may be even more important than the actual food you're eating in determining your long-term success and happiness. And I want to just throw out one last concept that I hope people, especially if you're new to this, is probably the first time you're ever hearing this then, 
And it's the opposite is true to what Jonathan just said. And it's something I talk about very often on Natural Health 365. Please be careful with how you eat because every food, and my good friend Robin Openshaw talks about it in her book, Vibe, everything has a vibration. You hang out with the wrong people or the people that just don't have a vibe that make you feel good, you feel lousy. You hang out with very good people for you, their vibe is good, you feel better. You eat foods that have very low vibrational frequency, a negative vibration for you. And let's be real, fast food, processed food, Twinkies, and all that stuff that people know, you're not going to be thinking and feeling very clearly to the best of your ability. But if you're eating higher quality food, taking your time, chewing it well, and then yes, as Jonathan said, thinking more about yourself in a higher vibrational way, hey, I'm doing this to take care of myself, man, you got yourself a win-win. I'm sure, Jonathan, you would agree. It's a tremendous virtuous cycle, what you just described, and that, that is exactly right. There is no do this one first, do this one first. Do them both simultaneously because they feed each other, right? You have a wonderful, you increase your intake of green leafy vegetables. That will make it easier for you to have a positive mindset, which will then make it easier for you to eat higher quality food, which will then feed back. It's a virtuous cycle rather than the vicious cycle that most people are in. So fantastic, Jonathan. I love the book. I love everything you said today. If someone wanted more information about you and, of course, to get the Set Point Diet book, which we were talking so much about the concepts today, where can they go? Please go to my website, which is sanesolution.com. Again, that's sane, S-A-N-E, solution.com. Fantastic. Jonathan, thanks so much for being with us. And I want to thank all of you for listening. Please share this program with someone that you love. I know this message will definitely help a lot of people. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. The show was brought to you by NaturalHealth365.com. Are you looking for natural health solutions? Visit NaturalHealth365.com for a free subscription to our newsletter, free shows, plus some great gifts. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join us next week for another great show.